This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 1st, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Opportunity zones aim to provide tax breaks for redevelopment in some depressed areas. So how well do they work? Some new evidence indicates opportunity zones are often windfalls for incumbent landowners. Cato's Chris Edwards comments. Opportunity zones were a part of the tax cut passed in late 2017. One of the people who uh, inevitably is is a part of this is Steve Wynn, uh, former, uh, I believe, chairman of the RNC and uh, or a position at the RNC who thought, well, this would be a great way to shelter some income from taxes. And that's sort of what it is. They, they try to build up depressed areas with uh, some special tax breaks for, for the people who buy and build or renovate in those areas. But how is it, how has it worked out? So the Republicans passed what are called opportunity zones in their 2017 tax cut bill and 8,700 different uh, census districts or zip codes basically around the country uh, have been designated as opportunity zones. And in those zones, if you invest in those zones, you build a new hotel or something like that, uh, you get capital gains tax breaks. So you can look online at maps of every single town and city in the nation has been divided up or balkanized in between these sort of winner zones, as I call them, and loser zones, which are the rest of the area. So you can look in D.C. here. Some poor neighborhoods, um, they don't get these breaks. Other poor neighborhoods or medium poor neighborhoods, they get these breaks. So, you know, the first problem here is that there's this enormous unfairness. The, the, the federal government has balkanized uh, the nation. Secondly, you can imagine you were talking, you talked about Steve Wynn, the casino magnet. He was in Washington uh, lobbying Trump and the Trump administration uh, so that uh, he could get some of these special uh, opportunity zone tax breaks because some parts of the country, these 8,700 uh, districts have been given these large special tax breaks, but then many other parts of cities and towns around these areas don't get them. Of course, the people, the landlords who own, the people who own land right outside of these zones are going to be in Washington lobbying or in, in their state capitals lobbying to get included in these zones. So Republicans with the Opportunity Zone legislation have have generated this huge lobbying machine. There's been numerous news stories on this. Everyone who's out of these zones is going to be lobbying Washington to get in the zones. And everyone, uh, the landlords in the zones were the big winners. As soon as this uh, law uh, uh, passed, uh, immediately uh, property values started appreciating uh, for the landlords in these zones. You know, these landlords haven't done anything. They were just the lucky recipients uh, of this tax bill passed. So there's a lot of unfairness uh, generated by this provision. So can you tell me, do you know how the lines were drawn? Uh, The lines were drawn this way. The law passed by Congress, uh, designated state governors to, uh, they were allowed to choose 25% of the poorer census districts in their states, uh, and uh, they could designate them as opportunity zones. So three quarters of the poor areas in every state do not get these breaks. Only a quarter of the poor areas get these breaks. But then a lot of these poor areas that got the breaks actually aren't so poor. There's been numerous news stories about how a lot of these areas, they sort of bordered on uh, wealthier areas. So Miami, a lot of the quasi-wealthy areas are now being flooded by investment and new hotels and the like. 
the investment would have gone elsewhere, but the government has tilted the investment to go into these particular zones. So there's been lots of news stories about how governors were lobbied, you know, to by you know mayors and certain. Uh, special interest land uh, owners uh, to include their uh, particular uh, plots of land in these zones, uh, and this will go on for many years. Yeah, so if, if it's a it's a designation that a governor or his designee is allowed to make, and it is among poorer uh, zones in, or areas in a state where you're allowed to make these designations, you can imagine that there are some middle class areas that can just be designated an opportunity zone to great uh, political benefit. That's right. So there's there's a lot of areas, it looks like, in cities that were already growing, like Miami is a good example, uh, where certain parts of the city, everyone knew were going to be developed anyway. And then uh, governors have given those areas a push by designating them as opportunity zones, thus conferring a big uh, 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 tax, uh, a, a big property value increase for those lucky uh, landowners. So in in the end, there's no requirement here that you invest in, say, uh, affordable housing or that sort of stuff. So new hotels and that sort of stuff can be built in these zones. The landlord landowners uh, are the beneficiaries. And there's no real guarantee you're going to help low-income people. And uh, what's the uh, uh, loss in terms of tax revenue? Well, that's you know, the, the, so this these are capital gains tax breaks. I'm not so worried about um, um, you know the federal government loses money. I'm for dropping the the capital gains tax rate across the board. The capital gains tax rate uh, is a very uh, is a very important deterrent to investment. So you know, I would make the whole country an opportunity zone by slashing the capital gains tax rate. Ultimately, it'd be good to get it down to zero because capital gains taxation is ultimately double taxation. Uh, businesses earn profits. Those profits are taxed the first time and under the income tax. The capital gains is really an additional tax on top of that. So I'm for dropping the capital gains tax rate across the board. I think this this Republican idea of balkanizing the nation is really bad policy. The federal tax law, to the best that we can, should treat the regions and the states as equally as we can. There's always going to be complexities in the federal tax law that do kind of treat some parts of the country differently than others, but we should try to minimize that. We shouldn't purposely be putting uh, special breaks for some parts of the country in the federal tax code. If you think back to the 60s, Lyndon Johnson and the Great Society, what he did is he used federal spending to um, channel money to particular favored cities and areas within cities. Now Republicans are doing the same on the tax side of the federal budget. And I, I think it's just wrong. Going forward, you mentioned that there are people who are lobbying to have you know the line drawn around the properties that they own so they can help shelter some of their income from taxes. But uh, you know what what might that look like going forward? Are these opportunity zones do you expect going to expand or uh, cover a broader range of income groups or re relative wealth in certain areas? So there was a, a frenzy of lobbying uh, in, uh, in state capitals over uh, last year when these zones were originally designated. I think they're fixed now going forward, except for the fact that the this Republican tax law sort of is only temporary, and there's going to be a big battle to re to renew this these provisions down the road. Uh, and there's going to be pressure to expand these zones uh, if more 
development money starts being shifted from some neighborhoods into the winner neighborhoods, from the loser into the winner neighborhoods, the loser neighborhoods are going to, you know, all come to Washington and they're going to lobby their governors, they're going to lobby their Congress uh, persons to uh, to expand these opportunity zones to more and more areas of the country. And it's going to be sort of a battle all against all here uh, of, of us fighting geographically, which it's just it's all it's all, uh, you know, it is waste for the economy as a whole here. Uh, we're just moving money from some one bucket to another. And ultimately, the winners are the lobbyists in Washington, the bureau. Democrats who are going to have a lot of extra work and the accountants and, and those sorts of folks and not really the low-income people who live in these neighborhoods. Chris Edwards is Director of Tax Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.